0: from the muzzle, folks, or we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Bean. Hey, welcome you to our episode, which is about what today? Oh, today, we are going to be reading your
1: stories about how you were outed as a furry.
0: By your friends, co-workers, or even parents or family members. Uh, what does that say, Chonkosaurus?
1: <laughs> I sent Space... <laughs> a picture of a very rotund duck <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: wow um,
1: it looks like an egg with a head <laughs>
0: it's just we do this to each other too we will periodically just send things to each other during the sh- during episodes just because it's fun but I wasn't expecting that it was five <laughs> seconds before we were going to record too yes so I was like I'm not putting this off <laughs> Um, so what we did is we asked all of you to send in emails, of stories that, or experiences that you may have. And so we have a few that we want to read to you. And then of course, uh, we have our own, um, so, I mean, should I start off with mine and then read an email or should I read an email? You read an email and then we share a story.
1: We can share our own stories at the end, I suppose.
0: Yeah, that would work. So let's get to it. Our first email comes to us from I'm trying to figure out if I want to say their name.
1: You could always just do the first name. So they know
0: Jeremy. There you go. My sister dated a Jeremy when she was in high school. That's it. Um, <laughs> that was it. Okay. <laughs> She's like in her fifties now. That gives you a timeline. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, Let's get started with this. (laughs) I was outed as a furry when I was dating this girl. I was already sort of a furry, but nobody knew. And it turned out she was a furry as well. So I told her I was a furry and some of my friends nearby or were nearby. And well, one of them stood up and goes, people of the lunchroom, I have big news. This boy's a bona fide furry. I don't know why I said it like that. Um <laughs> he, sh- he shouted to the entire lunchroom, which then pulled me out of my chair. Oh, then he pulled me out of my chair, shoved me on the top of the table, and yells, This furry will now give us speech. I don't know why I'm going like Confederate Southern here. Oh god. You think I'm sorry. That's Southern It's just it's, just, it's just, well, I guess. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe like a cowboy. I have no idea. <laughs> um, so I literally looked at him and whispered in an angry tone, I agreed to none of this. Then I turned and looked back at everyone and said, I'm not trash. Go suck on a hot dog. Why I said that, I have no clue. But now my entire school knew that I was a furry. But my parents found out later after one of my friends gave me an SD card. Well, a four gigabyte SD card. I never knew it was on it and I never looked, but my parents found it, oh God. Uh And (laughs) apparently it was maxed out with YIF. So that was an interesting conversation with my parents about why I said, or about why the SD card I had, um, which they never believed me that my friend gave it to me. So they aren't exactly supported of me being a furry. And I'm fairly certain they won't ever be supported um, or supportive. Especially after that SD card. So I'm kind of sort of excited to hopefully hear this story on your podcast. And I hope you like it. I know it's kind of different. I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. But God. that's when you hear stories of like people who parents found like their flash drives or, you know, yeah. little, old school magazines underneath the mattress. So it's just. Uh, and unicorns that are always going to like, you know. Wonder like a question you like. Well, where did you get this, this, this thing? And they never believe you. Parents never <laughs> my, believe <you. laughs>
1: My mom didn't ever find an SD card, but one time she came into my bedroom to say good night. I was in I was in high school and I was drawing born of my persona, and she leaned over to give me a hug to say goodnight and i like quickly closed my laptop before she leaned over and she nice. gave me the most suspicious look but just ignored it and left my parents were really good about giving me my privacy but like <laughs> it was really funny
0: <sighs> not like well my pri- yeah i think i had pretty good privacy but my mom was always really good at finding stuff like she could just find stuff so i had to get like super creative so if i ever like I think one time I actually hit a piece of, of porn that I kind of cut out from a magazine that I found, <laughs> but I didn't want her to find it. So what I did is I put it on the top of one of the fan blades so you would never see it unless you went up there to grab it.
1: Oh, my God. I
0: taped it up there. And I'm like thinking to myself, this would be a really good place to actually tape money and credit cards. because yeah. No one would ever think to look at the freaking fan.
1: So That's very true.
0: Yeah sorry right. there's that story
1: so i have a story from an email by jackson so this is a growling story and it's, it seems like they were on a ranch so they said so this is a very 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 catholic ranch as i was working in the seed shop my boss drives up He's known to do this often following this arrival by random criticism to whatever family member who happens to be working in the vicinity. I'm loading grass seed into the auger when he honks and waves me over. He's over 75 years old. The stereotypical old school cowboy. The conversation goes like this. You did a funny voice. So I guess I have to as well. Yeah, you better. (laughs) He says, you're working really hard. And then he says, "Uh, thank you, sir. In fact, you're working like an animal. Do you growl like one? At this precise moment, I'm now going, what the actual fuck did he just say? In my head, while trying to hide the fact on my face that yes, on occasion, I do growl and roar in my furry shenanigans. He's the most conservative person I've ever met, and simultaneously questioning my sanity if I heard him right. Me, trying to come up with an answer that doesn't actually screw me over, in a super quiet voice, says, sometimes... Thank God the boss didn't actually hear my answer, because the seed cleaner is so loud in the background. He just says, ha ha, just kidding, keep up the good work, and then he drives off. I mean, the fact that I am a furry is pretty much common knowledge here now, and the vibes I get from my bosses is, just don't be overly open about it and we're chill. But it was the funniest shit I've ever experienced here looking back god and uh, growing up in the south i i know exactly the kind of man that you just interacted with like i can see him i can hear him in my head it's you're lucky you got through that with your job
0: <laughs> there's no way there's no way i could hide being straight <laughs> like or yeah. just like or just like anything else to someone i tried to in fact one time when i worked at Harmons. Um, a coworker of mine is like, I bet you 20 bucks you can't go straight for more than 10 seconds. And I'm like, I got that. And so I'm just standing there, and then someone coming up to the counter, I'm like, hi. And then you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I lost it. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: God.
0: I've got the language. Plus, you know, like when I walk too. apparently I walk like um, I walk with with a a way that my booty kind of walks like I'm on a catwalk almost. Oh, my God. Like a runway.
1: Your butt walks (laughs) while your legs also walk.
0: Yeah. So and I just I think I just do it because I feel like it's more classier that way to do it. I don't know why. So and if someone's like, wow, you're someone actually like said, like, your butt looks good. And I'm like, thanks. It's the Spanx. (laughs) But it's not.
1: It's spacious. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. We had a, a teacher in my middle school, and she was a real jerk, so I don't feel bad talking about her like this. But she was overweight in places that were odd. Like, she wasn't fat. She was just a lava lamp of shapes. And her butt was so big that when she walked, the left cheek would go a foot higher than the right cheek. Like simultaneously, and and, oh and it was so shelved out. It felt like you could just like hop up on it, like it was a tailgate on a truck. Oh, <laughs> it was no. so ridiculous.
0: Oh my god. Oh, great! It's like, it's like the. It's just like um, this is just generic. I'm not gonna like make anyone feel bad. I'm just saying it's generic. When when large people waddle <laughs> they walk. Yeah. But here's the something. Here's something interesting. Okay. When you see a big person walk, it always looks like the wind's blowing against them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because they're always leaning backwards almost. And I'm just like, how? How are you? (laughs) It's because their belly is so big that it has to offset the balance. So it looks like if you're watching them, it looks like they're fighting the wind when there's no wind. And I, I just find it funny. Yeah, i love I watching
1: know. how people walk and because i know sometimes i walk like an idiot like when ugh, my friend sawyer called me out when we were at a walmart and it's um, a double level walmart and so i was going up the stairs and my hands were in my pocket and they're like you're walking like a grumpy anime boy right now because <laughs> i was like hunched over with my hands right. in my pockets like climbing up the stairs and my legs are really long so i hike them up and they're just like you're walking like a weird anime boy
0: i remember i don't know i think i might have told this story i'm not on this season but a couple of seasons ago when i worked up at the children's hospital my run was always early in the morning to go pick up charts but i remember just like picking up charts one morning and out of the corner of my eye i see someone running up the hill and so i look over and he's totally doing the um Oh my God. Like the hands backwards and like running forwards. Can Naruto run? running. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's totally just running up this huge steep hill. And I'm like, I want to film this moment, but it's so beautiful and natural that I just got to keep watching it. <laughs> and that was it. I think I swear it had to been like a nurse or a doctor. Cause they were in scrubs and I'm like, this is the best
1: moment.
0: best moment ever.
1: <laughs> it was They're so a good. true professional. All right, our next email is from Swift Paul Beer Dragon. Hey guys, this is Swift Paul Beer Dragon. How's it going? So my furry coming out story is around 2001 or 2002. The GameCube came out, but I got one for Christmas and a new TV. One of the first n- new games I got was Star Fox Adventures. So it's a couple of weeks since Christmas, and I'm playing the game with my cousins. And I say it's crystal hot. Say it's crystal hot. Oh, I think he means to say Crystal is hot. <laughs> so that, that's a character in the game. They look at me like I'm crazy and say she's a fox. I say, yeah, but she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> they just wrote it off as being weird. And at the time I had no idea what furries were. And then one day I'm laying on my bed in 2015 and I'm scrolling through. I funny. Oh, I funny. <laughs> what what fun I funny.
0: Huh? what is it it's It's just a thing? basically
1: random memes
0: i'm going to it now
1: i'm scrolling through ifunny and i come across this video by blue the dragon talking about furries so i started watching more videos and doing research and i was hooked so i went to fiverr and commissioned my first art piece of swift i started looking for groups in my area oh wait i lost my place here we go i started looking for groups in my area and i found one so finally i told my dad about it and how much i love it and he is cool with it but a little apprehensive at first so i find out that the magic city furs are going to be in the 2015 christmas parade and i have to go tell my dad and he's like hey do it it was an absolute blast hanging out with like-minded people and seeing all the fursuits I was beyond happy, so some of the moms of the group took pictures and posted them to Facebook, and my dad stumbled upon them uh, because I was tagged in them. He asked me to come outside real quick and showed me the pictures of me being so happy and said that if this makes you this happy, I support it 100%. It was a good day, and I haven't looked back since. Also, my mom loves my fursuit.
0: I also just want to say thank you, Swiftpaw, for sending me a christmas card uh, he posted his picture and i'm like oh my god i want one so he actually mailed me a picture it's on my uh my my fridge in fact i'll take a picture of it and then attach it so they can see it in this particular episode but i love it so much i think it's great <laughs> happiest thing ever
1: that's really sweet i also really like that um they mentioned how their dad was really supportive, even if they didn't super understand the fandom. And when, when I first became a furry, that's kind of how my parents were like, they didn't 100% understand. I didn't have to persuade them into letting me be a furry. I was just, you know, doing my thing, making costumes and doing art. But I think what was one of the most supportive things my family ever did was uh, the first fursuit I ever wanted to make was going to be a quad suit of a white wolf and if you think a normal full suit takes a lot of fur you should see how much fur a quad suit takes up and i was just a kid i was in middle school so i didn't have the money to buy like eight yards of fur and one day it was close to christmas time i came home from eating dinner out with them and there was a huge box at our door that said fabric.com on the side of it And my dad was like, oh, your Christmas present is here. And I was like, wait, what? And he he let me open it. And it was just all the fur that I needed for this project. And I I was only able to make my first fursuit because my parents bought me all of that fur for Christmas.
0: Is that also coincidentally the hideous fursuit
1: it is yeah everybody's (laughs) first fursuit is really (laughs) ugly usually (laughs) there are a a few exceptions well there's a lot of exceptions now that tutorials exist back when i first started tutorials were not a thing you just had to figure it out yourself um but yeah (laughs) so like my parents found out what i found out about furry stuff just because you know it was just natural i brought it up naturally like anybody should uh, you know it's not anything to be ashamed of so I was like hey yeah i'm a furry i want to make fursuits and stuff and i had already been making costumes and and drawing wolves and stuff before that so it really wasn't much different for them
0: uh, my so my parents are divorced i've always lived with my mom and it wasn't until we moved up to utah and i want to say it's right around we were discussing this before we were recording but around 25 is when my mom discovered uh, the fandom, <laughs> and she's always been supportive since then. I think she thinks a bit more of us like a like a creative outlet, but also like a community, finally somewhere where I kind of fit in because it actually got me out of the house, you know, going to meets and all that stuff. So I think she <clears throat> liked seeing that, and a part of me kind of like open up. I'm just gonna tell it now. We were gonna wait until afterwards. I'm just gonna tell it now. Go for it. So my mom, my mom. Even to this day is one of those that kind of believes everything she sees. At first like just in general like n- like in modern time I thought it maybe it was like her chemo brain because apparently if you do chemo it can kind of mess with your memory and just kind of does things. So at first I thought it was that but then truly if I think about all the moments I've had with my mom she truly does believe everything she sees on TV and what people tell her. Oh so, my like, god I'm up in my my room, and I think I uh, I told my mom I'm like, yeah, I'm going to this uh, like outing. It's called a call meet and things of that nature. And it's on Saturday. I just want to let you know that's what I'm doing on Saturday. And then about an hour later, she comes. She calls my name. She's like, John, get in my room now. And I'm like, oh god. So I run up to her room, and she's like, I'm concerned about this furry. Because from what I understand, they have sex and fursuits, these things. And I don't think that's the right crowd for you. And I'm like, what? Where, where would you even get that idea? And she's like, well, I saw it on CSI. And I'm like, I stopped her. And I'm like, you literally believe what CSI tells you. You do know that that's a made-up show. They may be based on real experiences, but things that happen on that show do not actually happen in real life. And she's like, okay, but be careful because I think this may not be a good alley for you to be in. And I'm just like, whatever. And I just kind of like pushed to the side ever since then. But I was just like, wow. And my mom, like to this day, I think she's like, we had a dinner with her once and she's like, Trump is the greatest president ever. He's just the smartest guy. And this is something we call gay dinner where, there's literally four of us gays together. And then my mom, so her best friends and (laughs) us. And so we're all just like listening to her story and our mouths are just like dropped open. We're just like, I cannot believe we are hearing what you are actually saying. So (laughs) I just, she's to this day. It's so weird too, because she like, she's very, um, she likes to think that she's proper and, and fancy and whenever she says something that's uncomfortable or not safe for work, from her point of view, it's not bad. It's just something that she said. But when we say something, she's just like, don't be gross, John. Don't be dirty. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? You're like this all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's-, it's like a hypocritical kind of thing.
0: Ah, uh, drives me nuts. So we kind of like we, we make jokes about it now, like <clears throat> sex jokes in front of my mom in plain sight. But we do it in like gay code kind of a way. Oh my, my mom God. only catches on when we're all starting to laugh and she's not getting it. She'd be like, stop it. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs>
1: I like if she still doesn't get it, but she just wants to say stop anyway because she knows that it's dirty. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, all right. So, our last email comes from a nice person by the name of Bailey Van Valkenberg. I feel like that's a real name, but it could also be a really cool made-up name as well. Just Valkenberg sounds awesome. It sounds like it should be like the name of some sort of like futuristic sh- like warship, mm-hmm. almost. Anyways, off topic. So it says, "Hello, Space and Bean." Telling my parents I'm a furry was a very interesting experience. It was just after my twentieth birthday, and I was with my mom and dad on a plane from flying from Salt Lake to New York to see some family. And as we were getting ready to go, we got an announcement that the landing gear tire exploded or something. So we got off the plane and went to sit at the small cafe near the gate. We were waiting there for about two hours, and we all just kind of chatted for a bit. And the conversation subject transitioned to dogs. My mom said that her favorite breed is, and then I kind of blurted out and said, My favorite fursona species is a husky. My dad and mom looked at me for a bit, and then my mom asked, what is a fursona? So I explained what it was, and then we spent more time, or more than a half, or more than an hour talking about furries. My parents are very supportive of it, and last year, my mother wanted to go with me to MFF 2019, so we both went and had a blast. P.S. I love your podcast. (laughs) That's cool. Well, i've I've seen I've met some parents that have traveled with their kids to conventions. They're always the coolest parents. They're the weirdest ones too, but they're always the coolest ones. I love Honestly,
1: them. yeah, especially if you have to travel a, a long distance. Because <laughs> I remember seeing people at Furry Week in Atlanta. If you're a minor, your parent has to be with you uh or a guardian of some kind and they they have to like register and all that you can't walk around by yourself i can't just drop you off so whenever we saw minors with their parents walking around you could always tell which ones were the cool parents and which ones were the ones who were just there and not knowing what's going on because the cool parents would be you know running around like oh look at this let's go here and like it just pictures stoked yeah or like if the little kid has like a fursuit a lot of times the parents are pretty chill too because they either helped their kid make this fursuit or they bought it for him off ebay or whatever the hell but then there's always the parents that are kind of like two yards away from their kid, just ooh, looking around confused or in oh, yeah. horror.
0: <laughs> like have no idea what's going on. They don't know how to like take it in. Yeah. I mean, this is something that's totally out of their element and not what they're used to.
1: At FWA 2019, there, during the dance competition, I was sitting right behind two preteens. They probably were about 14 years old, 13 so they were teenagers just really young ones and their mom and during the dance comp there was a contestant i wonder if they're listening if they are i really hope you enjoy what i'm about to say (laughs) there's one contestant they were a canine and at some they, they brought out a chair during their performance and at some point like stripped down into like oh a God. fursuit I think it was like a fursuit harness and a thong and you could tell there was <gasps> a sock or something stuffed into it so it looked like he had a bulge and he was doing oh this God. really awesome intense like sexual <laughs> dance which is not common in fursuit dance competitions so this no. kind of, like was unexpected and i remember cuz i knew these kids were sitting in front of me and i remember as soon as i saw that fucking stuffed dong in my face my my gaze immediately went from this first suit's dick down to the children in front of me and i remember the kids looking over at the mom looking horrified and then mouthing the words i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and the mom you could tell this was a cool bear because after this kid mouthed the words i'm sorry the mom just smiled and nodded in an understanding way and then continued her gaze back to this fursuit <laughs> dancing around in this speedo and mom's the,
0: probably like oh my <laughs> the
1: mom, well the mom was definitely shocked but it. she was like mm-hmm, okay <laughs> so she's like this isn't the worst thing i've seen today i've been to the dealer's den <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> you know it's interesting though so like when parents like we hear stories of like parents are reacting about their kids being furries and stuff it's like okay if you think that's really bad just go to any comic con or anime con you will see real. so much hentai and so much ridiculously boosted up boobs and everything in your face and then you'll see the fandom. You're like, oh yeah, that fandom is like nothing compared to
1: this. Yeah, like any time <laughs> I go do an anime convention, I see at least two cosplayers walking around with just pasties over their nipples, like literally. Yeah,
0: it. <laughs> it's 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 like it's uh, it is so highly sexualized. It is. But so is so is like that particular culture in general. So it's expected. But like, <laughs> I just think it's funny that parents are like, "This is gross," and I'm like, "No." No, I can I can expose you to much worse. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Uh. Definitely.
1: So I have one more personal story because I talked about how my my parents were fairly supportive when I was younger, and that flip flopped as I got older. It just depended on you know parent moods. But my sister was actually the one who was like really off about it at first, which is funny because she's the one who's the most supportive of me now. I would say. So, like, when I first started getting interested in the furry fandom, it was because I had saw one of Beast Cub's quad suits on YouTube. That's why my first fursuit was a quad suit, because I saw that on there and I was obsessed. I wanted to do that so bad. I wanted to wear this thing. I wanted to be a wolf. I wanted to do all that stuff. And so, I, through the process of me planning out this costume and, and building it, that's all I ever talked about like that was it. It was my hyperfixation. And I remember showing my sister Beast Cub's website and and she said like pretty close to these words. She was like, "You know that's that's furry stuff, right?" And I was like, uh, "Well, like it doesn't have to be. I could just make costumes like, you know, like they do for TV shows." <laughs> and, and she was like, "That's fine, but like don't be a furry. They're gross." And then she walked out of the room. And I was like, Uh, wow already like knew i was (laughs) but you know after a a couple weeks a month or so of me showing high interest in this and like knowing it's furry stuff and she started to warm up to it and she let me talk about it and realized that it wasn't what she thought it was because she she assumed it was like weird furry like Like, weird perverts, essentially. Like, what all high schoolers think furries are when they're not furries themselves. Or parents. Or parents, yeah. Yeah. So, like, after her her fellow sister started to become a furry, she realized what it actually was and became supportive. But, like, at first, she was like, ew, no,
0: don't get into this. This is a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Fun. Well, uh, there's not much more to talk about and we do appreciate everyone listening. We know that this episode's a lot smaller than usual, but I will guarantee you that next week's episode will be the Christmas special and also one of the last episodes of the year. So we'll make it extra special for you guys. If you want to send us uh, like an email about your best holiday memory, no matter what holiday you I, I guess you celebrate, so like what Hanukkah, Christmas, um, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, and there's a few others out there. Those are just the top three that I yule. think of. What? <laughs> yule. I
1: don't know. Is that a thing? That's like, for pagans, Like right? a yule log? <laughs> it's for pagans.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, whatever it is that you celebrate, we want to hear about your stories, whether they're funny or just warm and loving um, or you can send us disaster holiday stories. Those oh, are also man. fun to read too. God, I love reading those. Yeah, uh, I ha- I asked a poll. Uh, well, I asked a question on Twitter. Uh, like, what's the worst present you've ever gotten? That's, let's let's hear. It. We want to hear all that fun stuff because those are just some of the best stories to tell um and that'll be airing that episode for christmas will actually air on christmas so if you guys want to send something your deadline is next monday which is god you think i'd have the date the 21st so you have till the 21st to send in your submissions after that we lock it off i think at noon and then we read what we have so yeah anything else before we go that's all okay kids and whoever else is listening (laughs) (laughs) Have Um, have a great day and we'll see you guys next time
1: see you next time